0: Get
1: another hello. Hello.
0: Give me Let's another see. one. Oh, should hello, I sit in the? Oh hello, uh, hello. Maybe I'll sit on both chairs. Oh, Is it comfortable?
1: No. <laughs> They're not the same chairs.
0: It's terribly uncomfortable. Yeah. But I also feel like I need to balance the. Oh yeah. Like the seating arrangement.
1: In a little bit.
0: Oh, man, oh. I feel like, I feel like every time. We've like reached out to each other over the past couple of weeks. We've both been like drowning and stuff at work, agreed.
1: work, travel,
0: um, study, professional requirements. Yeah. It's been a lot. Yeah. Where did you travel?
1: I didn't. You did. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I went anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I went to Denver and Chicago, Yeah, which was great. Me jealous. Uh It felt so good to, like, do some shopping. I actually rebuilt my wardrobe a bit. Um, Yeah, this one, this shirt in front is, it's, like, still got the tag on. I'm very happy with the shirt, though. And that's something, like, where we live now in the heart of the Midwest, I don't get to do a lot of fun, high run clothing shopping. So We
1: were kind of talking about that last night, actually, because um, we were thinking of places to shop and how there isn't those kind of places. But I don't. I don't shop at those places, so I'm I'm good with what I got. <laughs> but I also but do, shop online a lot.
0: Do you think, though, like if there were a, like a high-end clothing store in the place that we live, do you think that you would shop there or, or, or at least check it out?
1: I think I would look and not necessarily buy unless I was in love with something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I do. Is, yeah. Like I make sure that I'm in love with the article of clothing before I pick it yep. up. Unless it's just like a crazy good deal and then it doesn't matter. But um, I feel like there's a large untapped market here because there's just no place for people to go in person to get that kind of clothing. And it's also really intimidating to buy higher-end clothing online without being able to, like, see how it looks in person first, see how the fabric falls. Well, yeah,
1: a lot of times I only buy something online if I know it's free return shipping. Right. And then I put all my money on the line. Okay, I'll spend like triple what I want to because then I can find what I
0: like. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of clothes, welcome to The Wardrobe. This is the Who You Know Podcast. I'm Rylan Deamer.
1: And I'm Elisa Wilde.
0: And today we have a conversation with Dylan King, uh, our third guest. Very excited to have him on and...
1: He's great at asking us questions. Yeah, we, we ask him questions. So we
0: go hard into these topics too. I think normally we we try to shoot for like five different like main topics to go through with the guest, and I think I think we only got through like three things because
1: and maybe only two. Yeah, like it. But it's all over the place, and I hope you have your own thinking caps on because. I know my brain got a little mushed in the middle trying to think so hard about some (laughs) of this.
0: Yeah, and I I think Dylan and I come from a spot where we have probably been thinking about these things for quite a few years. Like especially the stuff related to like virtual reality, how we view our reality, what we would like our reality to be. Um, Whereas you're coming at, at it from like a newcomer's perspective. So I think it's cool hearing like the balanced thoughts
1: well it was cool for me to hear i told them i'm gonna be thinking about this the rest of the day talking to dan about it
0: yeah and so will all of you so stay tuned uh dylan will be on in just a couple minutes is there anything else that we wanted to touch on before we wrap up the intro
1: no well we've now our time we finally posted our first episode so we're pretty excited oh yeah
0: yeah we're super excited yeah of course everyone listening probably already knows that at this point but (laughs) yeah but you
1: know right now we're excited
0: (laughs) yeah it's cool finally we can call ourselves influencers podcasters (laughs) official co-hosts
1: yeah a bunch of new titles entrepreneurs yeah
0: yeah it feels really good
1: so thanks for sticking along with us too
0: yeah uh (laughs) bye (laughs) what was the question
2: Uh like a break.
0: Oh. Yeah, if you want a break,
2: just Do I just like tap out or
0: (laughs) (laughs) just suplex. Just run away, just flip the table. Um yeah, if you need a break, just be like, Hey, can we take a break?
2: And try to remember. We will facilitate. Try to remember that that. safe word.
0: This is good. This is actually I expected to feel way more pinched than I do.
2: Yeah. I usually don't look this good. This is weird. No. It's like a Snapchat filter. (laughs)
1: We actually didn't put a filter.
0: No, we didn't. Well, because I think with the new studio setup, I think it actually looks really good without a filter. Before, we were doing, like, some weird color correction stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to get the lighting right. Well, hello, everyone. Today, we have our guest Dylan. Dylan King. Say hi.
0: Hi. (laughs) Uh,
1: Dylan is a a friend of mine, I would say. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. He's very intelligent, um, and I felt like he was a really good guest to bring on just because he's very passionate about a lot of things he does. So I think he could talk about things that we aren't so passionate about, and hopefully we can
0: learn from him today. Well, I'm passionate, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: but um, yeah, so like we can just start it off. Like one thing I think you're pretty passionate about is music.
2: Yeah, love music. <laughs> uh, I love it on almost like a spiritual kind of level where it's like it that I always had like a void for myself where it didn't, well, like a lot of the religions didn't really fit that for me. And so just trying to find something like, I feel like science and math kind of helped me feel more of like the worldview kind of thing. Mm. But then there's still more than that, like to be human. And so I feel like music was a lot of things that felt that maybe initially it's like a coping mechanism and then developed into like uh um self actualization type of reason once i had a stronger foundation
0: so how do you that's that's super fascinating that music is fitting or filling a spiritual need for you how do you know that it fills a spiritual need
2: um you know and maybe spiritual isn't exactly the word uh sure. but i think that's something a lot of people might kind of see it i would just say the my mind's always racing all the time mm-hmm and there's sometimes where i just forget the whole world and i feel like for a lot of people that has some sort of spiritual i forgot i took world religions like 10 years ago mm. but i think maybe like moksha or something like that uh i believe it's like a hindu idea mm. of just kind of forgetting the world or kind of some separation probably butchered that but uh yeah probably things like that yeah. are what kind of puts into that realm and being able to connect with people without words and that intimacy when you're sharing music with each other is another thing
1: when did you start to like how old were you maybe when you started to know that yeah music was
2: yeah i would say like for me the first time where i'm starting like wow, this is interesting uh well my first introduction to music was probably veggie tales uh <laughs> All honesty. <laughs> you cheeseburger. Oh, wait, I'm so, not supposed to sing.
0: <laughs> we, we already violated a rule. Dang it.
2: But, yeah, I mean, that was the early one. Uh, but I'd say more realistically was my mom was like a, a booking agent for a music venue. And so sometimes oh. I would go there with her and watch some of the acts mm-hmm. perform. And I remember just being there and I'd feel the the bass shaking me and i told her i'm like i want to i want to do that i want to yeah. play it and so they got me a bass guitar started you know playing that a little bit uh take some lessons and then i found an old guitar in our storage room brought that out started learning that and taking lessons and so that was uh that was the
0: inception so you i mean you, you've already mentioned two instruments but i i'm aware that you play a lot right so what uh what other instruments do you play
2: i, I would say like Guitar is by far like maybe 80% of my okay, music okay. talents uh, I do sing I don't claim to be good at it but I love doing it um I think I can write singing a lot better than I can perform singing interesting and uh and then I don't know if it counts I play a little bit of drums but uh just like on electronic softwares mm-hmm. you've got like logic or kind of like a garage band type thing And i love doing that so i pick up a little bit of piano because that's usually how you input midi is what they're calling Mm -hmm. it or you turn like a a signal into a instrument where you map buttons into different Mm -hmm. tones and stuff in the software and so from that it kind of it gets uh a little ambiguous on whether i know how to play the instrument or not but making music with them and incorporating those Mm -hmm. different elements
1: yeah so you like you kind of just mentioned would I call it produce music? Like, you know, what do I, you call that?
2: Yeah, I think that's the word for it.
1: Okay, and so do you normally do, like, all kinds of instruments, like, on a the software then? Oh, yeah. It, okay, so it could be anything.
2: It could be anything. Yeah, there's some songs where I'll just try to make the most strange instruments mm-hmm. that I can find on there. They've got a lot of instruments that I I just don't really hear a lot in most pop music, like a lot of Chinese instruments that have sounds and sometimes the tones even kind of aren't in the usual like Western uh, theory of music yeah. and they kind of change that. So they, they make the sound really distinct and it's, it's fun to play around with them, try to make them work. And if not, you learn a little bit about it.
1: Yeah. So do you do a lot of the music? Well, first of all, you have a band, right?
2: That's, yep. <laughs> Do you write
1: a lot of the music for
2: your band? Yeah, I'd I'd say I write most of it, although um, we have another guitarist in the band, and they've started to kind of match me in songs. But yeah, I've written probably like one or two albums worth with that. So I love writing music. There's never – we never run into a bottleneck of not having material. It's usually the opposite, where I annoy them with how many songs I ask them to learn.
0: (laughs) So how often are you guys performing?
2: Uh, performing, it's been a long time. Uh, we just started, got, got to the point where we we're ready to perform we did a show at Sokol Underground mm-hmm. and the pandemic happened and.
1: Well, you got ready to, and then.
2: Well, we, we, we were able to, to do that one time. show and then we had some others lined up, but then they all got canceled. Yeah. And I mean, some people are going back to performing. I, I'm kind of unsure about it just cause I know if I perform a lot of my family and friends will want to go or feel obligated to go (laughs) but uh (laughs) and so i don't want to like kind of you know put pressure on them to go right and And, and get infected or anything like that and so i think i'm the most cautious one in our band so i was kind of holding us back from doing gigs and i haven't been looking for any
0: now but has that caused any friction between you and the other band members
2: um, I wouldn't say anything too big, but they're definitely maybe a little bit mm-hmm. where they probably would want to perform more shows. But I think I'm at the point where I'm saying if you want to do a gig and set it all up, I'll show up that day and do it. But uh just hasn't really materialized yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm curious, how do you go about just saying, I want to start a band? Like how did that
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like
1: multiple people's idea
2: yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know that I am not shy about asking to make music with people, and even coercing people to make music with me, who might be a little bit shy too. Because I, I s- yeah, still
1: have yet to bring my viola over.
2: I haven't forgotten nice, either. But- <laughs> and if Jen's out there, I think she owes me a saxophone, yeah. uh, saxophone solo. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, in this case, it was I met up with someone who. I knew was a drummer who I knew back in high school and we ended up meeting, we just saw each other at a bar and it'd been like, I don't know, eight years since we saw each other, but mm-hmm. like, Hey, how you doing? Good. And uh, feeling nice and chummy at that point in the night and decided, you know, let's get together and let's, let's jam. And we had a, a bassist that uh, we knew was in the area as well and that he knew as well. So us three got together and played a little bit. And then, from there, you just start pulling in some friends. So my roommate, he loves singing. So I'm wow. like, you want to come in? And then uh, then we talked to another guitarist and they joined and, That's you know, awesome. assemble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, So, like, what else do you do not with your band? Like, are you doing anything on the side with music?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of the... Uh, when I write, I don't like to constrain it in any way. And when you have a band, it constrains what you can write. Okay. Um, and so I guess I just write so much, there's enough that fit for the band as well. But I mean, just, I'd say maybe once every other week, I'll just get in the mood to play some music and write something. And sometimes it's uh, like an electronic piece, sometimes it's hip hop, other times it's acoustic, maybe like metal. Like It's all over the place. And so I don't know. That's that's one of the big things that I'm happy that I don't depend on it for income is where if I don't want to make a song, Mm -hmm. you know, there's times where I go months without writing anything, and then there's times where I write five songs in a couple weeks. So it's kind of cool to not just have any barriers or any restrictions on
0: it. So if if you had the option to to do it for income though, Mm -hmm. would you would you take that option? Like in replacement of your current work? I think it, it it really
2: depends. I think I think if I got rich and famous, I would die within ten years. I think I would spiral out of control. Um I think I have found for me just like a just a modest lifestyle mm-hmm. with people that you care about and having those relationships be the focus rather than if I was able to get on a stage and be rich and famous and have people worship me all over the world and get paid millions of dollars to do it. I would lose my mind. <laughs> I would get, I would, I just think I would lose track of what r- really works for happiness. Cause I think it's, I think humans adapt to their levels of happiness. And if you put the bar up that high, that young and that quickly, mm-hmm. some people are able to adapt to it. I definitely am not one of those people. Now, would I reject the offer no i'd probably say (laughs) yes to it i would probably try it but i
0: think it would be the wrong choice how like it, it 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 seems to me really insightful to know that about yourself is there something that that like you've identified in your past that that has led you to that conclusion that you maybe wouldn't handle the fame as well as as your current lifestyle
2: yeah um I think that I was not happy for a large part of my early life. And so I had such a dedication, like to trying to figure out how to, how do I work? Mm -hmm. You know, you trying to figure out how your brain works and what things allow it to help and not allow it. And, you know, at times I did drastic things that would be more of the, you know, setting the bar up really high. And I noticed it was destabilizing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've found for me, it's just a lot more like steady, consistent, um, appreciating what you have and really just making relationships the core of happiness rather than possessions or activities.
0: And are are you able to talk about any of these times when you maybe push the bar? Not on this podcast. (laughs) Okay, sure.
1: (laughs) Um, I was wondering, going back to the question of like if you would do it for money, like. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like you're like, well, I wouldn't handle the rich and famous that well. But would you still enjoy what you're doing for money? You know what I mean. Like just the if I was doing it, enjoyment out of it, yeah. But you
2: whatever. know, it's kind of like I, I from what I've understood from how the industry actually works, I don't think I'd really like it in a lot of settings. But there are some people that have independent labels where they own their own uh, music and masters and everything. But I find that setup just so unlikely that I would achieve it. Like, Mm. for me in my life, I have no intentions of pursuing it. And so the only way that would happen is if some of our music got out and someone reached out to us. And in that case, they want a bunch of control over what we produce and our image and our brand. And uh, I don't know, a lot of that just sounds awful to me. I hate dressing up. I hate Mm -hmm. pictures. I hate... uh, forced interviews i mean just so i i above anything like i've already said i hate any restrictions on what i'm allowed to write you know it's like i said it's almost like a sacred thing to me it's beyond money fame or anything like that so Mm -hmm. i think that would not work out great
1: (laughs) yeah no i feel like i like to decorate cookies and someone asked me like would you do it if people paid you i'm like no i don't think i'd enjoy it yeah (laughs) it's too much pressure And it's not fun anymore.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, too, like, I remember you put together a great, like, a great party one time, and I feel like you have such a knack for it. Would you also kind of feel that, about that? Uh, Would you want to be a party planner, or? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I feel like I want to be able to put on really cool parties. Like, I want, I've been thinking about types of themed parties, even for, like, my birthday coming, like, later this year, Mm -hmm. or for Dan's birthday later this year, but... I don't think I'd wanna do it, yeah, when people hire me to do it because then mm-hmm. I also think about what people think of me all the time and so if they're disappointed with one thing, I'll just feel
2: oh, really down. Yeah, on like you yeah. ruined their birthday or yes. something like that, even if they're acting a little crazy about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like I'm part of like these cookie decorating Facebook groups and all the time they're like, these are my cookies. The customer complained what do i do and i'm like they look
2: so cool like
0: mm-hmm. fire the customer one opinion, yeah
1: one opinion that
0: doesn't go right yeah i feel kind of like the odd man out i will throw myself into something more and more yeah if i'm getting paid for it like oh yeah the money will like
2: like <laughs> boost my spirit yeah so you I'm, I'm wondering like with this would you if it takes
0: off would we uh see any more <laughs> i mean the you know if this if this podcast really blows up, yeah, in a big way, and we start making real money off of it, I will be funneling my portion of the money, at least, yeah. like back into the podcast, trying to make it better and Keep better. It'll, it. it'll become like the cycle of yeah like, growth, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of how I view that kind of stuff. Like, it just makes me want to like put more and more into it because it's providing value for people. And, yeah, and, and I'm being shown that through the
2: the numbers. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah the I think the only way I could see myself doing music full-time is when if I could just continue very similar to my current life make music only when I want to and I have people that love it mm-hmm. like right now I if anyone wants to hear my music or see it I'm happy to share it you know like when you said it people are getting value out of it if mm-hmm. people were really like being touched by my songs then I want the world to hear them yeah. but I've I don't think people want to hear them that bad. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> usually like with music, it's, it's, it's more of a selfish thing when I write it. It's for mm. me, it's yeah. like a diary.
0: It's cathartic. And so if people like it, cool. If not, I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's probably what makes it so attractive to the people that do like it, because what they're, what they're experiencing isn't just like music that they want to hear or don't want to hear. They're experiencing you. So like your spirit is like coming out in the music. Yeah. And so, if people are liking it it means that they're liking some aspect of you that you're putting into the music Wow
2: I don't think I ever thought about it like that I know uh, like when I said it was like an intimate thing it's that's part of the reason why I I doing shows is my least favorite part of it mm-hmm. it's because it's like reading your diary to a group mm-hmm. of 100 people and that's hard to do yeah. it's very vulnerable uh, Luckily uh, a lot of the music's so hard rock I don't think people really understand what they're saying, sure. but <laughs> it doesn't change from my perspective that feeling mm-hmm. and it's also helped that I'm not the singer anymore in past bands. I was the singer and Having someone else sing it kind of puts some separation which just made me feel a lot more comfortable with shows mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you put your music out there where people can give you like feedback? and I'm more wondering have people ever given you negative
2: feedback that you Um, questioned
1: yourself
0: like
2: yeah i mean well i'd say obviously like the most common place to have it out there for feedback and getting feedback uh is when i show a new song to the band and there's been plenty of parts that they they didn't like or wanted to change or they just thought were needlessly complicated and got frustrated with (laughs) me giving them that much homework uh I'd say the other thing is usually I just put my stuff on SoundCloud, um, and mainly it's for me to just listen to it myself. But if other people want to hear it,
1: can you like comment on there? Like, can a random user, like if I logged in and found it,
2: yeah, like you could. You it? could just dunk on me if you wanted to. Do people
1: you could, do that?
2: No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, there's not enough people who know it's there. Okay. Uh, but the only comments I really get are just bots uh. say. Mm-hmm. Loved your track, you know, (laughs) click on this link. We can get you famous.
1: I must
2: feel good. Yeah, especially after, I think the funniest part is that you'll get those comments one seconds after you post a song. So they, they they love that first second. Yeah, (laughs) strong start. So good.
0: (laughs) um yeah and and we can link your soundcloud in the description of this video if you, if you would
2: like yeah we'll see yeah. i might have to clean it up a little bit first. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that again it's just for me yeah. and not mm-hmm. all of it i'm ready to show to the whole public sure
1: gotcha. so i guess another thing you mentioned which i don't know much about is you have been getting into virtual reality gaming
0: oh i was so excited <laughs> nice. to this is an interest oh, of yours because yes. this is like a big Big interest of mine
2: that's so there's so many people i like start like ranting about this with and i see their eyes like they just don't care like they slowly dim down
0: well i mean you definitely didn't light up like ryan (laughs) i i am beaming because i i love that stuff so much and you probably saw this is off camera so sorry everyone but uh, you (laughs) saw the um there's like those things that go from floor to ceiling that's like what i mount my sensors on oh god yeah Um, so yeah, I, I got the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive like on release day for both. Nice. Of them. Yeah. See, I'm
2: super jealous because me getting into it, I went to a place where you can kind of like rent or like play for like an hour and mm-hmm. I, we went together actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought that was so cool. So I ended up getting the Oculus Quest 2 cause it's like a, kind of like a cheaper entry level thing and I love it but there's some higher end games that you can't play with it
0: yeah. that you need that that higher right. uh hardware to really run. So let's let's take a second and for our audience that may not be as familiar with <laughs> virtual reality like what is it? Like what what is VR right now?
2: Yeah. I think uh in a way all games are kind of virtual reality where you are able to click some buttons and it has, something happens in the game. But with virtual reality, they kind of take it to the next level of trying to immerse you in a whole world where you got the headset on. And so what you see is not your surroundings anymore. It's they can kind of construct a whole different universe that you live in. And then often you have controllers in your hands. And then that information can be used to move your avatar in the world or press the commands and whatnot.
0: Yeah. And I I think... Like, for me, what is most standout about virtual reality is the sensory replacement that you described. So, like, Mm -hmm. the entire idea is it's replacing your vision. It's replacing your hearing. So, like, you only hear what's in the virtual world if you've got, you know, the right setup. Yeah. Uh, You know, and we're. We uh, the industry is like working on replacing other things too, like your tactile sensation. So haptic feedback is meant to replace what you're actually yeah physically experiencing. Um, I don't think they've done anything with taste and smell yet, but that's that's coming. That's coming. Um, And it's just so interesting to to like put on that headset. It's one of the few times in my adult life where I felt that childlike sense of wonder like come back to me. Um, and it's so cool, like showing people virtual reality who've never seen it before, yeah. and watching that happen to them too, and they start like giggling. And yeah, I showed
2: know. my uh one one Christmas, I I brought it over and I showed it to my my grandma, oh. and she she I think she just was like,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was just, <laughs>
2: So that was that was just cool to see and it makes me really wonder like what my grandchildren might be able to show me one day. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm already feeling that way. I feel like I'm already behind on technology <laughs> <laughs> for my own age. And so yeah, someday that'll be me. But okay, so what kind of games or like what yeah, kind of games yeah. do you do that you enjoy on virtual
2: reality? Yeah, so I'd say that I'm drawn to kind of two different types of games, uh, kind of two genres. One is just action. Like, it... it, I have never felt the adrenaline, other than maybe some, like, Battle Royale games, where it's just, you feel like you're actually, like, your life might be on the line. I mean, obviously I don't really feel that, but Mm -hmm. it, it elicits a lot of that, so I just feel like I'm firing all cylinders, so that can be a game like there's like war games where, like, you know, you're actually holding like a virtual gun and you can duck down to dodge stuff and you can, you can like tilt around cover and mm-hmm. just those little minor things. Some games kind of incorporate them, but you can just, the way they do it, it's like press X to lean left is just so much different than when you're actually moving around. Mm-hmm. And I'd say probably my favorite game that I played on VR is The Walking Dead. Mm. So it's kind of like a zombie uh, fighter game, but rather than being like a hack and slash where you're just action all the time, it's like uh, you have to be stealthy. Sometimes you collect materials. You have to be, uh, there's different endings to the story. And so you can like deal in a little bit of politics and it's weird talking to another person or a character in VR Uh and having your actions make sense. If you like, throw an item at them they'll respond to
0: it um so and by another character you mean like a a computer controlled character not a exactly
2: yep and so that's that's one version of it and that that uh definitely wakes me up (laughs) makes me feel like i'm really really gets the blood pumping and the, the other side is more of the uh puzzle slash mind-bending, because when you open up this world, there's just so much you can do with it that can really blow your mind, so there's some cool puzzle games, like one is, I think it's called The Fisherman's Tale, or something like that, where they kind of have, like, a recursive world kind of thing, where you have, like, a smaller model of your, you're in a lighthouse, and then in the middle of it is a smaller model of the lighthouse, But then eventually you find out that in that is you as well. So when you move, the smaller you also moves. Weird. And so you can like pass items between each other. And then another thing that happens eventually is that, as a a minor spoiler, fast forward, (laughs) but eventually, like, uh, it's in the tutorial. So you like, you lift the lid off of it and then you look up and there's a giant you standing over the top of you. And so it's things like that that kind of brings me like VR is fun to play. But for me, there's like a much deeper thing. And it's like the existential thing of like, what is reality?
0: Yeah.
2: And I think it brings me to a question I have for both of you. It's that if you could, uh, if you could live in a virtual world, that's indistinguishable, but you could control it however you want. Would you,
0: I think, Ooh, uh, the The control part of that question, I think, makes it less appealing. Like, okay. I, I feel like having full control over your environment mm-hmm. makes it less attractive.
2: Kind of like when you use the cheat codes in a game, and it kind of
0: ruins the fun. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Or, or even like, you know, it, like if you've ever been in a relationship where, uh, it's not equal or close to equal. Yeah. It can feel like kind of like what's the point if if one person is like yeah kind of controlling everything that happens so. yeah I think that's a good point yeah
1: I feel like yeah the control part got me mostly because I'm indecisive so I don't know what I would do anyway yeah. but more so like I don't know if I I I'm one of those people who likes to go with the flow with most things and so like I kind of like things being thrown at me it's just like how I like to go about my life and so it keeps me on my toes and mm-hmm. I just like that for some reason, which sounds weird as I'm saying it to myself, but um, I kind of like having the like ups and downs of life and working through things and not having everything as I wish, I guess, but mm-hmm. there are some things I would like to control about my life. Like <laughs> but, what? I don't know, like maybe keeping the temperature <laughs> at 80 degrees be nicer than the winter but i don't know like those little things or like when something gets stressful just create more time in the day i don't know if that fits into what you were thinking oh you totally like, could
2: you have all the control yeah. you want
1: or like if i could control how much sleep i need every night or yep. i don't know yeah little things that aren't like
0: biologically
1: possible now
0: would be interesting yeah i mean i feel like if we stripped the control part out of that question like would i live in a fully virtual world uh, I think we already are. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just how I how I view the universe is more like a simulation than mm-hmm. organic or natural kind of yeah uh, creation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, would you uh one
2: one thing I was wondering, would you guys have any problem with like the inauthenticity of it? You know,
0: no, I don't think it makes it any less real. Mm -hmm. like just because something is created or um like an ai construct or something like that Mm -hmm. i don't think it makes it any less real than than what a naturally occurring reality would be like i uh, to the point where i i don't really understand uh even the concept of thinking that it's not real like i i don't Mm -hmm. it it just kind of confuses me and i understand a lot of people think that yeah if we lived in a simulation then why should i care about life at all like it's just i don't even like have that thought
2: yeah especially if you have a hard time proving you don't already live in a simulation but you care about it all the same yeah what do you think
1: i don't even can you repeat this question yeah i need need another
2: (laughs) thought at it so let's say like let's say that you are able to live in like a virtual reality that's you can't even tell apart from the actual reality that where you do podcasts with people like me and let's say you're able to change a few things to make it better. It's beautiful weather whenever you want it to be. Or maybe more often.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Or something like that. Um, would you have a problem with the fact that it wasn't your original reality? Yeah. Like, did it feel inauthentic? Does it all feel fake and therefore it doesn't matter?
1: So kind of the way you just described it, maybe.
2: Okay, let me think it's a tough one. Yeah, I feel like we've thought like, about it a little bit more. And we're just and surprising. Yeah, we're just throwing it. You on the deep end. Well,
1: like, I think if I, kn- like, I would know that I'm in a virtual.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Like, I would know.
2: And you so do for I this would, one. Yep. Yes.
1: So, like, would I, I think I'd be kind of bothered that I know this isn't real or I know this isn't what's supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. But I think I would still enjoy it. You know, like I said, I would go with the flow. Like, I think I would still fully enjoy a life like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like I have always wondered, like, are we really existing right now? Yeah. Like, that yeah. question always comes up, I feel like, to everyone. So, like, I don't know.
0: So, where do you fall on this? Um,
2: I'd, I'd say that I fall similarly to being rich and famous for music. Where I think that I would fall apart and go insane, really? but I would still totally do it because it's just too tempting to pass up.
0: It, and the control is that your ability to like control this the simulation. From what I mind? said, yeah, I think okay.
2: I think right now I'm talking about if I could control it all, yeah, yeah. I think I would absolutely take up that opportunity in a heartbeat, and I would go insane. Yeah,
1: I'm still. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this for like the rest of the day. I think I'm going to go uh, home and like ask Dan what he thinks. And I don't know.
0: Good. I think if I, it's if still I kind of bothering me, <laughs> <laughs> good. If I accepted the offer to like live in a, uh, construct an environment that I have control of, I feel like I would immediately place rules upon myself okay. as to what I could and couldn't do. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I do in this reality anyway, but yeah, like Um, you could
2: eat chocolate cake for breakfast every morning right but you choose not to
0: right exactly so like i already have like an internal code of ethics yeah you know there's like a flow chart for every situation um and i feel like if i were to like jump into a constructed environment that i have full control of if i didn't immediately set like a pretty comprehensive set of rules on myself yeah then uh I would be concerned that, that I would fall into like a similar trap where yeah. I would kind of like spiral out of control. Probably yeah. like God complex kind of stuff. Exactly. With, with the level of control that I think we're describing here. Are we recording? Yes. And we're back. <laughs> uh thanks everyone. Uh we had a minor technical hiccup.
2: Maybe it's because of the, uh, maybe we're in a virtuality and the people are just messing with us to see what happens. Maybe
0: you are messing with us. (laughs) (laughs) Gigs up.
1: Oh, okay. Back on to, we don't, do we have anything else we want to talk about with virtual?
0: Uh, I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I am looking forward. I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetimes. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to full dive VR, where it's replacing every uh, uh sensation with the virtual environment. So it's like you lie down on your bed, you put on your headset, it completely you know overwrites your brainwave so that you're just fully experiencing
2: the virtual so you're tapping directly into the brain yeah rather than going through the normal sensory stuff
0: however yeah. it works who cares sure. yeah but, but full sensory replacement where you don't need to like actually move around okay to move around yeah. in the virtual environment you're controlling everything with your brain yes i believe we will have that at some point i just don't know if it'll happen when we're I, alive.
2: I agree with that a thousand percent. Like, as someone who's punched walls many times while fighting zombies and whatnot, um, I, like, I think parts of it, like, you can still, like, like I was talking, you can, like, peek behind cover and stuff, but just the idea of, like, being able to full-on dive and stuff like that, like, there's always some bit of immersion that's being withheld because I, like, have to confine within my room. Mm -hmm. So I always have to, like, you can't dive too much. You can't overreact to things. So... Wow. Oh, I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say it's a little different than like your normal like playing on the PlayStation or something because like you're sitting there doing moving your thumbs and that's it. So I thought maybe the cool thing about VR is that you are actively moving. Like I feel like that would be something that would bring me to like it more. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It's good for fitness for okay. sure. Yeah. Um
2: I think it depends on whether you believe you're moving or not is the key thing.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, full-dive VR, I'm so... I, I really hope that happens in our lifetime because that, to me, is such a complete game-changer. And, yeah, the fitness aspect of, like, actually moving is great, but I don't think that's the end state of where VR is going.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's going full-dive. Like, like, you don't experience anything from the real world. You experience yeah. only the virtual world. How much would you pay for it? Oh, God. right now, right Today now they have it. Uh, a hundred thousand. Really? Oh I, I actually, I'd probably go higher. Uh huh. Uh, I would. I would easily drop a hundred thousand. It's yeah. not even a question. Uh huh. Um,
1: payment more. Put down a
2: mortgage.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> mortgage on the yeah, VR. I mean, I would. I mean, I'd be like selling the house. Like, <laughs> well, you. I mean, You, you could get, get a much cooler house than like. VR. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You could just like, like unlimited money Be in the game. whatever mansion. And, yeah invite all the friends over who also were able to afford yeah um speaking of have you done any like social stuff in vr a little bit a little bit actually it's kind of funny enough um i rant
2: about it so much that a few of my team members uh, at my job also got it and we held a meeting in the rec room virtual reality game so cool yeah so that was really fun and we played like paintball together and like talked and whatnot, And and like oddly futuristic Mm -hmm. I think now there's I still get a little bit of a little like pang of it's like a little almost I don't know like sad it's just a little off it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, some of like what black mirror will make me feel like where there are episodes, where you're like, "Oh, this is really cool technology," but some's a little weird here. Mm. But for me, I think it's just because of the limits of technology, and that once they get it, so that when I look, I can't distinguish you
0: in the game. Versus mm-hmm. now, I think that will all go away. Right. For me, it's like it. I really like the social stuff. It feels weird when somebody walks into my body. Like it's yeah. very uh, mentally disruptive to mm. like have someone be. In the same space that you're occupying. Yeah. Um, so, like, that that's always been a little bit annoying. And some social software does a good job of, like, making people disappear once they get within, like, a foot or two of you. Yeah. So that's nice. But, you know, so often I, I feel like they don't really handle that aspect of the social apps. Definitely breaks well. it. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of like you can't shake a hand. Exactly. You, you can't give a hug. It's just not there yet. The the tech yeah. for that isn't there yet. So. I feel like
2: with now, like, you have buttons that do actions. And then to VR is one jump. But it still feels like there's a lot of those subtle movements that mm-hmm. go to the next thing that I feel like we're missing. Yeah, And I don't know. It's like I was walking around yesterday and I got hit in the head by a bug and I swatted it off. And I just remember thinking, like, it just felt so human. Like, because there's no game programmer that would spend the time to do it. It's those little tiny things that are just they didn't need to happen, they'll have no almost no impact, but I feel like it really makes reality feel like reality and as you add more of those tiny little things mm-hmm. like all together it really can sell it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I remember the like the first big social event that I went to in VR was a uh a virtual comedy show. Okay. By Reggie Watts. Okay. Super good. Um, and he, like, the virtual environment was, like, a comedy club that could seat maybe 30 people. And then there were, I don't know how many duplicates of this environment. So there were, right. like, thousands of people watching the show all in yeah. their own, like, 30-person yeah comedy club. Super cool. And he was, like, uh, Reggie was in, like, a full-body VR suit. So, like, everything that he did on stage. Oh, whoa. you You saw him, yeah. like, his arms and legs all moved, like, properly. And, uh. It was just super cool. Like, at one point, you know, we're all sitting around our little table kind of like this. And he's like, oh, don't look under the table. There's tons of gum under there or something. And then a bunch of people, like, went to, like, look under their table. Yeah. But then you heard, like, their headsets hitting <laughs> hitting their actual tables in real life because they weren't, like, lined up exactly with the comedy yeah. club table. And it was, like, it was really funny. And and I'm not sure if... if that's what reggie intended is for a bunch of people to to smash their heads it was super funny though but also it kind of like reminded you like this isn't quite where it needs to be it's not it's not all the way there yet exactly but it you know i'm i'm very excited for the future i think we've got a lot of good stuff on the horizon yeah
2: and maybe a little bit of scary stuff like Mm -hmm. uh, i know um facebook's been talking about what they want to move eventually in the future, like their long-term features moving into what they called, I think it was like the multi or the metaverse. Mm. And I think it's more of the idea of like, once we can completely immerse ourselves, well, there's going to be a universe out there and someone needs to host that. And the amount of control that you can have, if you can control that is going to be just so immense. And it's one of those things where I, I mean, I use the Oculus quest, which is owned and produced by facebook through oculus who they acquired and i still feel a little weird about them having all that data on me but it was such a good price point (laughs) what are you gonna do i was just i was too into it but i don't know it it also brings up a darker side of where things could go because just like if you had complete control you can make things incredibly great for yourself which may have unintended negative consequences You could also have someone experience being tortured forever Mm -hmm. in their perception because you can change time and how it works and you can have pain levels that humans aren't even able to achieve. So, I mean, it can get really, really ugly as well.
0: Yeah, there's there's certainly like a dark part of that horizon, like you said, that I, I mean, I feel like Black Mirror does a great job of tapping into a lot of that. So, yeah. Uh, Those of you who haven't seen Black Mirror, um, have fun with that. (laughs) Um, But I I remember like a year ago or so when Facebook uh, uh, said in order to keep using their Rift and Quest and, you know, all their other VR Mm -hmm. headsets that you had to have a Facebook account linked to it. Mm -hmm. And that made me deeply uncomfortable because, I mean, obviously Facebook hasn't been like the greatest actor Yeah. Uh, You know, in in the tech world. And yeah, I do have some concerns around that. Like if you're literally shaping the reality that people are experiencing, Mm -hmm. you know, who's to say you're not going to like develop that God complex and have fun just messing with the mortals. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. And another thing is like, uh, I know deep fakes are big now, but once you've got VR, you can just program things to happen so realistically that you, I mean, the truth will be so... There's already more. I feel like ambiguity around the truth, and once you get to that level, it's. I feel like it's almost is going to be impossible to know.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm like, <laughs> you guys talking about this makes me like scared for this step. De- no, it's <laughs> going to be awesome. Okay, we'll see. You guys to show me the awesome part. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be super <laughs> cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah. When, when you're like riding a dragon and like shooting machine gun at the same time <laughs> then you'll be like yeah this is cool see
2: that's where I end up going with it or like <laughs> or like traveling around the sun and like setting off some nukes you know, like not even a machine gun, like a nuke gun or something crazy like that. Yeah. Like those are the types of things I think about doing when I have complete control.
0: Things that you definitely couldn't experience in our, our physical yeah. world here.
2: And another thing that's way less cool is just like I would love to just be able to eat a box of donuts and have no impacts on the calories. And then also but still no longer be full it. and just be able yeah. to experience that forever. There's like smaller things like that. And then there's the crazy things you can do as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. My mouth is like watering. Thinking <laughs> about like, oh, if I could just like taste chocolate cake, you said that really Yeah. Happens.
2: No chocolate consequences yeah. at and all.
1: Hopefully I don't become addicted to the taste.
2: Yeah.
1: A <laughs> fake taste.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We may have to play a little. I don't know how sure you guys are doing, but maybe play a little. I kind of want to. Have you done it in a while?
1: No. It's, well, like I probably did it like two years, I guess. Okay. Maybe even three. No. What was it at that you place know. we, go to we that went same to? VR no. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I played it at
2: like Sarah Jean's house. Oh, they that. have it. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
1: And it was a lot of fun, but we played some pretty simple games. But I do remember one where you do you did I don't know what kind of thing you used to like kill zombies. I almost feel like you had an axe and you were like killing the zombies coming at you, but. They let their dog in the house the same time someone was playing oh. and the dog jumped on him and he was so oh, no. <laughs> there's actual zombies in the game yeah that'd be, yeah. That'd be terrifying it reminds me of like those 4d disney world experiences
2: like, mm. yeah
1: stuff coming out of you while you're yeah like, in a show yeah
2: i always lock my door it's when i play vr <laughs> i'm not, not kidding weird. at all no, yeah it smart.
0: it's like when i used to give a lot of vr demos um back when i was in chicago I felt like I had to be like a total mother hen like keeping everyone else away, it, making sure yeah. people not like, stand back and like do all this cuz people hurt themselves all the time. Yeah, when they're when they're stupid with it. Or they they won't even notice when they're like close to the edge of the play area even though like in the virtual environment it like pops up kind of like a grid exactly. showing you where your boundary is. Yeah. They'll just be so immersed in what's going on that they won't see it and they'll yeah. like, slam into the wall. You know,
2: yeah, like some people will dive Or like, I Um, think the biggest thing is jump scares, where your instinct is just to get out of there, and then you. Yep. Or some people just like swing a punch. Oh Oh my gosh! My dad, when I showed my parents, was like, uh, it was super hot. If you've played that game, it's where like time only moves when you move, and so you you have people super hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so like uh, you have you can it's almost like the Matrix, where it's like things move in slow motion, and then you like can strike them, and you have people attacking you. Mm -hmm. My dad, every time, full force of his punch when he's doing these things. When you when you can really just kind of do this, it was like, and I just kept saying, like, you're going to knock someone out. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, what was your impression when you were playing it um, well, that one time?
1: I guess I just thought of it as, like, another game.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's really
1: cool and a cool way to, like, play a game. Because another one that we played was, like, the one where you had to, like, offset the bomb, like the bomb was gonna go off and the person was reading the manual that can not mm, see it's yeah. not in the oh, game okay. and they're stop trying to talking. tell you what to do.
0: It's like stop talking and nobody explodes or something. I
1: don't I don't know. Okay. I <laughs> I haven't heard of this
0: one before. But
1: yeah, it's going off so it's like a puzzle game I would guess, but like someone who's not in the game is like telling you what to do based on what you tell them. So it's more of a communication game. Yeah. And I love I'm a big, like, I love board games. And so it kind of just reminds me of that, just a totally different experience. Yeah. But I do remember the first time I was shown VR was in college. And it was, like, I feel like when it wasn't super big yet. And, like, you put your phone in the little goggles. Mm. And, like, it does something like that. It's so cool, though. Like, in the prehistoric times, it's all dinosaurs or whatever. And, like, the guy who was showing me was, like, fascinated with this. So then it made me really interested. yeah. I don't think it's something I would, like, I've thought about so immensely. Yeah. like, you guys have so in in depth. Yeah. How it could change the world,
0: I feel.
2: Yeah. I feel like that's that's interesting. Because I've noticed it with, I'd say, like, 75% of the people I talk to about it, they're kind of like, it's like a gimmick. Like, that was neat. That was fun. Yeah. But then there's, like, some people, and that's why I was so excited when I saw your eyes light up, where, like, they just, I feel like maybe they they see a whole vision of what could be in like all this potential. And I just, I think it's interesting. I'd be, I'd be also curious what causes different people to see it differently, whether it's their past or their worldviews that can influence that. I think I fall a little bit more on your side of things where I, I don't think like the idea of going into virtual reality would be fake. If you can't distinguish it, I think your reality is whatever you're experiencing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and that also, you know, if your reality is whatever you're experiencing, then that would mean, like, if somebody like what you said, like, tries to, like, torture you forever in VR, that's actually unethical. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of need to view it as a real experience in order to have that viewpoint. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, like, it's like cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important that people view the virtual world, e- even even like being on Facebook. Yeah. As part of reality, because yes. it does directly impact us. Yeah. So, like cyberbullying is real bullying. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, this is like what I'm imagining when you guys have been talking about this. It's like in the future, we're all going to be in these little pods that we just lay in <laughs> all day, and our reality is not us living. It's like in our virtual world, but like, do you have both going on? Like, you need to take care of your actual body that is existing? Like, Yeah,
0: I, I, I can't imagine a reality where people don't feel a strong desire or need to, like, get out of the pod, do some exercise, say hello to people face-to-face. Even though the virtual world may be indistinguishable, yeah. I think we'll all still hold on to mm. some part. I mean, some people will definitely be fully consumed by VR and never leave their pod. So for sure. Me, I guess. And there will be other people who absolutely refuse to ever go into a pod. Mm. But I feel like the vast majority of people will try to strike a balance, just like we do now with anything that we, mm. we enjoy doing. And, you know, we may all be doing all of our work in a pod, all of our entertainment in a pod, but still want to get out, move the body, build the muscle, feel good, mm-hmm. feel energized physically and and yeah and i think that's what the future holds
2: i see that as like a transitory phase i think like eventually we will no longer use our physical bodies because our minds are just so much better and once we have technology that our minds can directly tap into to do things and experience there'll be a generation of people who grew up in the pod and they will lose that longing to get out of the pod
0: so how? Yeah, you. I, I I think you're probably right, and we're probably just looking at a different like time horizon. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, because I I could see a time when like you don't even need to exercise to keep your body healthy when mm-hmm. they can use like I don't know electrical impulses and magnets or something to to make yeah. sure your body doesn't atrophy.
2: And I see we us evolving to not need them.
0: Yeah, there's that too. Like, like just being could. a
2: type of brain
0: if we could fully transfer like consciousness to the virtual environment as well, Mm -hmm. that's like another potential future. I don't know if we'll ever be at that point.
2: I don't expect to see it
0: myself. That's for sure. No, no, definitely not.
1: I'm just trying to imagine having a baby in this world. I feel like I don't see it. You could just
0: take your like brain code in the virtual environment and your partner's brain code in the virtual environment and splice them together to create an artificial it, yeah, child
1: virtual right movie.
0: is that is it yeah is or that maybe, is that a thing we can do now
2: yeah <laughs> why not why not oh, you just make a copy of yourself Ugh, gross <laughs> <laughs> okay here's a question do you think you get along with yourself like a clone of yourself oh yeah
0: God. for sure really <laughs> yeah i think we'd be like best We'd we he's so tight yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't i feel like no
0: i feel like it would really be, yeah. i feel like it would almost be dangerous though mm. if 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 it were truly a copy of me i think we'd be like all right we got plans let's, <laughs> you're let's, too I, insane. Let's execute. you start scheming yeah, it's like yeah i feel like that's what it would be um it'd just be like a very strong partnership but, mm. yeah
1: see i think i have the most fun with people that are not me i don't like being alone and I don't think having the same exact person with me would help. I think it would just be like, now we both don't know what to do alone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it would go well. I think I'd still be like, get me out of here. I want to go do something mm-hmm. with friends.
2: Maybe you'd enjoy going and doing stuff with other people with them. Yeah. But you don't, You wouldn't want to live alone with them forever.
1: Yeah, exactly. What about you?
2: Oh, man, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things that we'd be in sync with. But I don't think long-term living together. I think if they were like a friend or acquaintance, we'd get along just fine and probably get along well. But I don't think I could like live with them long-term. Live with me (laughs) (laughs) long-term.
1: Oh, I don't like it. I feel like you you are in on it.
0: Oh, man. It would just be like. I'd be like, "Yo, you got to exercise now." And, and yeah. he'd be like, "All right, dude." And then he'd be like exercising yeah. and then like I feel like we would just like build on each other yeah. The whole time. Yeah. It'd be and quite a competition. And some of that would be really positive and some of it would be like uh I, I think the the threat is that I I feel like if it were me talking to me, it would it would encourage Machiavellianism. Mm. So I feel like I've got like a touch of that in me, but like not the motivation to really like, but if I had like another person yeah, and like, I love engaging with people, I love like the back and forth Yeah, and I feel like me and me would get very excited to like, be like, Hey, have you ever thought about like, if we blah, 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 blah. And then we would just like spiral. And, yeah. And, and you would, have
2: that reinforcement too.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, so I, I feel like that would be really dangerous for me to have like somebody yeah validating and reinforcing like. I think Not everyone, positive like, positive and negative aspects. Yeah. Myself, I feel like everyone so. has
2: some negative aspects or views that they think would be good, but are more questionable. And maybe they are held back by like social pressure. But then when you have someone else who's encouraging that, yeah, that's where you can get, you can go beyond the traditional morals, and that can be both yeah. good or bad.
0: Right. So, um, Elisa had said that when she talked to you about joining us on the podcast that mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about like um, Like how or like what we find meaning in in life or like what gives life meaning something yeah.
2: like Yeah, I mean I can ask it in varying ways. Some of them sound a little bit more Confrontational or dark, but I feel like those get better answers sure where it's like why do you keep living? Why don't you just die
1: mm-hmm? I enjoy life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love, I don't know. I feel like when I was thinking about this, I love having fun. And I feel like my life is so I can have fun. But also I hope along the way, because I enjoy my life so much, I hope that I can help other people enjoy their lives too. Mm-hmm. So if I can do that somehow, it, it helps me fulfill like the reason why I'm alive Maybe um mm. but i just like it because like i know i don't know what happens after this and yeah i don't like that so i want to be able to like live in what i know now maybe
2: mm. like, i don't know make the most of it because it's maybe as good as it gets
1: yeah I don't, <laughs> like i want to enjoy what i know exists already and mm-hmm. whatever happens after Take it a step at a time yeah <laughs> and not rush anything
0: mm-hmm. I I don't think, like, fun or pleasure or, or joy is a driving force for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I definitely don't feel like that's why I live. Um, what I think motivates me to keep going is making my world bigger. Mm-hmm. So, like, the part of me that I view as, like, Myself and my experiences like I want that to keep growing and and like this podcast is part of that, too Mm -hmm. Like your world is only as big as you Allow it to be so when I make myself vulnerable When I reach out to people try to connect with them understand them view things from their perspective That makes my world expand Mm -hmm. like I'm seeing things from a different angle I'm experiencing things from another person's point of view I'm letting them learn about me and my motivations and that makes my world feel richer denser larger every time that i do that allow myself to do that uh i feel fulfilled and i feel like i want to keep going and um like i said this podcast that's kind of the idea right Mm -hmm. who you know we are learning about people we're sharing ourselves We're, we're giving people a platform to share themselves with us and and to me, that's like the most enriching thing that mm-hmm. I can experience. And that's what keeps me going every day. Uh, if I were the only person on Earth. I may keep going just to, like, take care of cats, but <laughs> but, you know, the, the the my fuel, what, like, gets me moving through every day wouldn't be there if, if there weren't people. to connect. OK, because my world would be so small at that point. But.
2: Yeah. And why is it important to have your world be
0: big? What do you um, get out of that? I I don't know there's some maybe this is like a just like a base fulfillment thing yeah um, or just knowing other people and letting them know me and feeling understood mm-hmm. uh, that to me is, is just I mean, fuel is maybe not the right word but like to me it's like what, what fills my tank yeah so, and I don't know I don't know where it comes from why I like that. Um, I think the first time that I was able to put it into words was uh, after playing the video game, the world ends with you. Cause that was the theme of the game. Okay. I, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Um, it came out a little over a decade ago, I think, but um, just like that, that idea. Once, once I like uh, played that game and really experienced like it's way of, of expressing that theme. I was like, I, I have felt this my whole life and finally I've got like words to put yeah behind it. And so for me, like I played that game, and I was like, "Oh, cool. Okay, now I understand like my driving force, my 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 motivation." And yeah, and um, yeah, I like connecting with people. I like connecting people to other people as well, and and that keeps me going. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. that's interesting. This is one of my favorite questions to ask anybody ever.
1: This is why I was excited to have you on. YouTube. You <laughs> ask such good questions that make
0: people think. Yeah, we want to hear your answer though.
2: Yeah, um, I think like kind of what I mentioned before is where I I had like a, a sort of space to fill for my worldview once I kind of decided that what I was told didn't, it didn't really make sense to me. And so kind of turned more to like math and science to fill that. And I think the current working theory of why I do things, why I keep living is that I'm programmed to do that through evolution because the people before me, they were programmed to keep living. Cause if they weren't, they wouldn't have kept living and I wouldn't exist. And kind of the project that's kind of looking in the past. And then if you kind of look in the forward, I think I actually think everyone just tries to maximize what they believe their expected present value of pleasure in their life will be Mm -hmm. using very actuarial terms, but kind of just, (laughs) you take you try to make decisions that according to what you believe what you expect will bring the most pleasure but then you also have to weight that with how likely those events will happen and so that's why a lot of people will maybe put a little bit more value on things happening now and the current pleasures but then people don't always just mash the current pleasure because they understand that in the future they also want to uh they may have more pleasure in the future even if there's a risk it won't happen because they'll be dead or mm. it, things will change
1: yeah i feel like i'm a big promoter of do it now because you never know
2: mm. like,
1: what's going to happen in the future
2: yeah so I like,
1: yeah i don't know i don't like to say no to a lot of things because of that yeah <laughs> like, yeah i'll do that now yeah.
2: you have high termination rates for pleasure happening
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> to get the most in now yeah well
0: it's been such an honor to have you here um really great having you in the wardrobe with us yeah i love it you're a fantastic <laughs> guest thank uh, you thanks a lot David. thank you my so pleasure that.
2: thanks guys yeah. this is fun
1: see ya